Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. I do like being married to a strong, decisive woman. But you know what? I'm in charge of the remote control. That's where I draw the line. All right? I'm in charge of the remote because I'm the man. All right? I mean, she picks all the shows we watch, but I get to hold the remote. Because <laughs> that's the kind of puppet dictator that I am. Being in charge of the remote control is a no-win situation anyway. The person you're watching with is never satisfied. They're like, turn it up, I can't hear it. Then you turn it up and the commercial comes on. Turn it down, what's wrong with your hearing? I'm always in trouble when we watch television. Stop crinkling that back. Once I got in trouble for sneezing. Why would you do that? I think it's involuntary. Well, now I didn't hear what that guy said. All right, I'll rewind it. Oh, now it's starting the whole episode over. Here, you should be in charge of the remote. I'm going to go back to hiding in the bathroom. Because I'm a man! Comedian Jim Gaffigan. You've got to be in charge of something. Uh, what do we have here? Women think masks are sexy. Also, I'd like to be a chief meme officer. You know, we have one here. Do we have a chief meme officer? Yeah, you could is, be a chief meme that, officer. Tim, is a, Tim are I you a meme you, officer? I thought you were making a joke about me. <laughs> I'm not that guy anymore. Oh. You've given Why that not? Up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could be a chief meme officer for $5,000 a month. We will explain. It is Friday, the 21st of August of 2020, and we're Jeff and Jen here at Cincinnati's Q102. Let's start with our top story this morning. Apparently, advertising that you're totally indifferent toward whether other people live or die isn't a turn-on to women. Because according to this new survey, 88% of women say that men who wear face masks in public are sexier than men who don't. Does it put the focus on the eyes? Do you see the eyes? Or maybe it just eliminates some of the ugliness. I don't know. Or maybe it's sexy because women look at him like he's doing something good. He's saving the world. He's putting others in front of him. Exactly. He's doing his part. Right. Maybe that plays in. And that stat held up even for women who were currently in a relationship with a guy who doesn't wear a mask. The survey also found 6% of women say they have had sex 
with a face mask on since the pandemic started. With a face mask on. Six percent. Ooh, that's weird. Maybe they found it kind of hot. I don't know. Maybe we should try. I mean, is it? it, it, I mean. Are so you many, breathing too well, heavy for so the many mask? logistic People questions. come up with all kinds of things. Because, I mean, you can, it, it's not, that's not the only way you can catch it, right? Isn't it pretty much any kind of contact or, I mean, does the mask really protect you during sex? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's like wearing a sexy outfit, my sexy mask. Oh, you think it might be a game? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a, a little role playing action going on. A hot COVID scenario yeah, or something. I'm yeah, I'm sick. I can't breathe. Right. Save me, doctor. Oh, looks like you need some treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my stethoscope. Deep uh, breath. <laughs> I can't breathe in the You're doing it wrong. <laughs> One positive thing about the pandemic is we've been cooking a lot more, but I guess now we're becoming sick of it because this other poll found that 55% of Americans are beginning to suffer from cooking fatigue, and they can't wait to get back into restaurants again. I forget that there's a lot of places around the country where restaurants are, like, shut down everywhere. Right. You know, uh, Luckily, we're not one of them. Although they they don't seem to be as busy, and if they are, they obviously don't have as many customers because of all the social Spacing. distancing protocols in place. Um, but I guess we made the same meal and. Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at five one three seven nine one forty four forty or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Average of 28 times since March, and we're over it. Really that much? I mean, you think about, well, 20, it's been going on close to 28 weeks. So, I mean, it's just like once a week, right? Yeah. Right. We we changed our meal plan, plan at home. I used to do the planning for the whole week where I would be like, Monday, we're doing this. Tuesday, we're doing this. Wednesday, we're doing that. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. But now on Sunday, I ask each person in the room, Scott and Penelope, like each of them gets to pick what we eat for that night. Or they'll be like, you know, what do you want to have this week? Scott will say chicken burgers or whatever. And I'll ask Penelope, what do you want to have this week? And you can pick anything from grilled cheese to this week she picked pizza in the park. So we figured out which day was going to be the best and had a pizza in the park that day. But it has gotten really challenging because I did find myself falling into tacos once a week, tortellini once a week, grilled chicken once a week. So I understand where these people are having some fatigue. I totally can relate. Yeah, we cook an average of nine meals a week. 
But half of us are also ordering more takeout and delivery than usual. In a perfect world, we wish cooking dinner would only take 12 minutes total. Oh, yeah. But, I'm not willing to put in any more than that. That's for certain. <laughs> well, that's, and the cleanup is a long time, too. Yeah, that's one of the top things that's causing the cooking fatigue. The prep work, uh, which is my least favorite part of it, the cleanup. That's my least favorite part of it. I love the prep. Well, yeah, see, the cleanup is easy for me because of the yeah. way I prep it. Oh, yeah. I prep it in such a way that the cleanup is super easy. I always figure if I cooked it for you, someone else can clean it up. Oh, no. That's I fair. Do it. fair. I do it all from start to finish. <laughs> well, that's just because nobody else in the house knows how to do it right. Correct. Yeah. No. That is so true. I know. <laughs> Isn't it hard to be the only one that knows what to do and the right way to do things? It Scott's must really be. Good what is that like for cheating? Scott's really good at cooking, like the grilling part of it and cooking stuff. Like he's really good at the cooking part. And then I just always, I just feel like that's my chore. I'm the one that cleans the kitchen. And then there's the actual cooking and the shopping for ingredients. All those things combined are what's it's beginning to cause work. the cooking fatigue and more and more people work. are... Looking to dine out more now. So that could be good news for restaurants. Meanwhile, if you like making memes for the sake of internet points, it's time to sell out, baby. Bud Light Seltzer is hiring a chief meme officer. Ooh. They will be paying someone $5,000 a month for three months to create memes and share them on social media. So what is the minimum meme requirement? I wonder how many memes do you have to come up with every day? Mm. One a day. If maybe? it's only three, you know, if it's only a couple, I would think that would be pretty easy. Yeah, I don't know the answer. Grand. I don't know what the meme quota is, but I would like to think you've got lots of good ideas. Mm-hmm. That's they, a lot of pressure if you've got to do like one a day, though. You know, some people they just they got a million of them. Yeah, just Tim could do it. I don't do memes anymore. The last Why time not? I did a meme. People got offended because everyone doesn't have a hard skin and everyone's kind of a you know what. So I just don't do them anymore. So you you took your ball and went home. Yeah, I'm, that, exactly what I did. Now you, I need to get you some more Gen Zens because you do make those for me. I do. I put the, the little the, words in front me, of the I just, lotus. I just push the buttons. You, you make, make it, it pretty. It's your Zen. <laughs> I think you should bring back the hardcore meme. <laughs> I mean, why not? Everybody's pissed off and offended anyway. You I mean, can put it on your personal thing? page. That's very true. Bring yeah. it back. Hardcore memeing with Tim. Yeah. I you mean, know. look, dude, you could do this as a side hustle. 5G a month. That's yeah. not I bad. Mean, yeah. And especially like Jen is saying, you, let's just say you I do. I like to drink. You like One beer. to two a week. They're not beer, though. They're seltzers. Oh, this is the Bud Light seltzer. Can oh, you create 10 memes in a month? Sure. For five grand? Yeah. You got to share some sample memes for them to evaluate your creativity. Anyone can apply for the job on the Bud Light website. You just need to be over 21. Applications are due by September 18th. They want to see your stuff. That could be your first one. We're not beer, we're seltzer. And it's the seltzer giving like an evil eye to a Bud Light can or Budweiser or something. But we're still friends. But we're still friends. Yeah. Yeah, beer besties. Seltzer Boom. besties. That's that's the quote. <laughs> Beer besties. Tag your bestie. <laughs> you got it. Tag your thirsty bestie. I get twenty five hundred for share. that. I'll share. <laughs> now I don't do hard seltzer. So what what's the hangover like with it? Do you get a hangover? Or are they relatively rarely? Are they? It depends on. So I bad like, hangover drinks. I, no, I I like love 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 the hard seltzer. 
I feel like the the hangover is my responsibility because I drink them like they are just a seltzer water. So it seems to me like they go down a little smoother, which means I am drinking more of them, which means I will be hungover the next day. Oh, gotcha. But it doesn't have any sugar and it doesn't. It's like, it's, and if it does, it's bit, like yeah. very small, which I think is what really gives you like the big hangover is all the sugar. Well, this may be the end of the eternal quest to find a hangover cure that actually works. A group of researchers in Finland have wrapped up a study on a potential cure for hangovers. And they say they found one that really gets the job done. It's an amino acid called L-cysteine, which you may have heard of it. You know, you find it in tomatoes. Um, They found that when people used it after they drank heavily, it helped get rid of their headaches and nausea. So if you're interested in trying it, you can get L-cysteine in like a vitamin or supplement form. Uh, It's supposed to also help your skin, hair, Keep your skin, hair, and nails healthy. Nice. Yeah. A little L-cysteine. Well, they sell those vitamins that are for hair, skin, and nails. I wonder if that's kind of the same thing. It's probably in it. You think so? Along with biotin and some other oh, things. Yeah. Right. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, just kind of going through the the list here. I, there's a trend that started about five years ago, but I guess it's really picked up momentum lately where women are hiking to the top of a mountain. Which sounds like a lot of work to begin with. <laughs> but then you get to go topless. Whew, let the girls just catch that mountaintop breeze. Yeah. All in the name of empowerment. And Man, look at me. I'm on the top of the world and I, uh, this is, I'm in, I am naked. Yes. The top of the world and standing here exactly as I was born. I am topless on top of the world. It sounds cool. It also sounds cold. I would do it. It might be. I think it sounds great. I bet I have a friend that's already done it. A lot of the women share photos (laughs) of it on social media, but the photos usually just show their bare back, not the front. Which I'm sure you find unfortunate. (laughs) You know who I bet's done this? Oh, what's her name that is always the famous... Chelsea Handler. Oh, I yeah. bet she is, because she poses topless pretty much everywhere, doesn't she? That Chelsea she? Handler is just a hoot, that one. she That one, let me tell you, she takes clothes off all the time. It's very liberating, though. We do group vacations in certain, you know, Caribbean Tropical. areas. And we like to do this in the water. What we do is we swim out just till we're covered. So it's not quite that excessive. And then you just kind of take your top off and just relax. It's very liberating. I mean, as now, long do as you like, pop no up out like, of the water or are, do you stay beneath the water? I think it depends on the amount of tequila shots at that point of the day. But normally we're underneath the water. Because does it count if you're under the water? I mean, I mean you can't point for the air to be hitting you. But when you're in the water, your boobs, if they're larger, they're weightless. So it feels like you just have all of this liberation from your back and all of that. Just even mm-hmm. like, you know, spreading your arms open and just facing up to the sun gods is a great time as well. And you don't have to hike up to the top of the mountain. <laughs> you just have to wait. You, you go. just got to wait on out to the deeper, a little bit deeper part of the ocean. So Kristen and I, when we were in France, we were in the south of France and we were in Cannes. And uh, along the French Riviera, there are topless beaches. Oh, yeah. I like those. And 
I am not the most observant person. Um, and I kid you not, she actually had to call my attention to it because I completely didn't even notice until she said, check it out. I'm like, oh, and immediately, instinctively, I just like avert my eyes because I'm like, oh, you're topless. I shouldn't be looking mm-hmm. as much as I may want to. Yeah. And as hard as it is for me to stop myself. Right. <laughs> but your instinct is to because I don't want to be viewed as a pervert. So. I'm doing everything I can not to look. Which is probably making you look even more suspicious. Of course. <laughs> yes. And what does she do? Uh-huh. She stops, whips out her phone to take a picture of the topless <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? You can't oh, yeah. do that. You can't do that. No. That's Kristen, a big no, no, no. no. like, what? We're just outside. <laughs> I'm just going to get a picture of the beach. Yeah, that's all I'm doing. I'm like, you're going to get us thrown out of here. <laughs> Have you ever been naked in public, like in front of a lot of other people? Just that one party. Just that was it. Uh, the party you were at that you left that too I, early. I missed the You good part. missed him. I brought the stripper, but hey. Yep. <laughs> so missed, after the stripper and that's left. What's funny is right. I brought the stripper and I missed the good part. Yeah. Because it happened after. After the stripper left, we're like, we're going to show you how it's really done now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did it at, um, at the Hard Rock Punta Cana down in the Dominican Republic. They have an entire gated area. It has the really, really tall fence that goes like all the way around. And it's like the adult, not clothing optional, but you can go topless at their pool there. Mm-hmm. And so there are no kids in there. You can like, they serve lunch in there. You can go to the pool and be topless. And so like our, my Scott sister-in-law and I did the whole, like pretty much one entire afternoon. It does take a lot of sunscreen because when you do... Well, those areas have never seen well, sun. Exactly. When you finally reveal, you're like, holy moly, you're that's really it. white. And so you got to put the a lot of SPF on. Because I remember when I first started wearing a thong bathing suit, my teabag. When I was wearing my teabag... <laughs> I just love those teabags. There's no lines. It was wonderful, but you know, that bottom had never seen the sun before <laughs> and I didn't properly apply and then no, you burned your butt. There, that is the worst to have a fried butt. Oh yeah. Because you can't sit. You can't sit. Mm. It's awful. I could let you borrow my donut from when I broke my coccyx. <laughs> I don't, your coccyx. That was Ew. a serious injury right there. It was. That hurt, man. That hurt for months. Oh, I bet. Kellogg's just started selling new blue waffles here and in the UK. Blue waffles. They're called mermaid waffles, and they actually have a blue raspberry flavor. That sounds really good. I think I would like these waffles. You think? I think I would. When are we going to start seeing 7-Eleven signage around the tri-state? Didn't they just buy Speedway? I don't know. They did, but I don't know. They're building a brand new speedway um, in on Colerain Avenue, like up by 275. It's going to be one of those super speedways. So they had one there right next to Rumkey. They had one there and they tore it down and they bought, I think, additional land. And they have like in the back, they have one of those like big areas where they, I think they can take like them semis trucks. and probably Rumkey garbage trucks and things like that. And then it's got like a store and then it has a whole nother row of gas pumps. But all of the I don't signage think gonna change is it. Speedway. Is it? I mean, so I don't think I they got a great were, jingle. Why would you mess that up? Yeah. They got a, I mean, the brand. <laughs> is, You're on your way. The convenience stores are. Speedway. Yeah. Plus, I Maybe. figure if they made a new one, don't you think they would put the new sign up now? 
You know what I mean? Probably. It's not even if open If they were going to call it 7-Eleven. Right. I don't think they're going to change the name. I just hope they put Slurpee machines in. Oh, yep. yeah, they might. Well, that's what made me think, you know, when we were talking about the blue raspberry uh, flavor. that's my favorite Slurpee. Pancakes is the blue raspberry. Yeah. Well, apparently Kellogg's didn't look up blue waffle in the Urban Dictionary before they launched these because it turns out that blue waffle is a slang term for... Uh, Do you want me to take a shot at this? Yeah. Diseased lady parts. I've heard of that before. Right. It's a real medical condition or is this? No, it's just a slang term. Oh. But who would think who would think you have to look up blue waffle on uh, Urban Dictionary? Well, I just looked up Urban Dictionary blue waffle and the first definition is please don't bleeping look this up. <laughs> <laughs> Hit images and see what happens. <laughs> oh, man. Don't do that. It's. I think we've had something similar like that before, and we've discussed it, and it's really gross. I mean, but you know, seriously, would you think if you if you're no. blue wall, why would that be something like that? Yep. Had you heard that wow. term before, Tim? Uh, no. Because you're usually well educated in these kinds of arenas. I have not. That is one arena I'm not that educated in. No. <laughs> Believe it or not, it takes training to fly an airplane. Did you know that? You th- for a while there, you thought you thought you might want to get a pilot's license, didn't you? Yeah. As so, my ex, as a gift, gave me um, flight instruction lessons. I think she tried to kill you a couple of times. She may have. <laughs> With the, I mean, the flight instruction and the skydiving. Yeah, and didn't she also ask you to like up the life insurance at one point? Yes. Yeah, right before I the think, skydiving. I think so. <laughs> yep. I'm lucky to be alive. Really. Um. Yeah, a friend of mine. I mean, I don't know her that well. She's more of an acquaintance, but I guess her daughter just got her pilot's license, and. I mean, this kid doesn't look a day over 16. I mean, don't you only have to be six? How old do you have to be? Because I feel like there have been a lot of young people that have gotten their pilot's license. I can tell you that we took a flight in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, they call it a discovery flight where they give you an opportunity to sit in the cockpit and basically audit a lesson to see if it's something that you would like to do. And my flight instructor, I kid you not, was a 16-year-old girl who took us up in this thing. And it was the most amazing, incredible experience. It was such a blast. And so I really considered it. They were super expensive. It was more money than I could justify spending because then what am I going to do with that? I'm not going to go to buy a plane. That's not going to (laughs) happen. And if I have a plane, where am I going to take it? I don't know. France? you know, I got, <laughs> I got a I buddy. Answers. <laughs> I have a buddy who's got a plane. Yeah. But he's able to like justify it because of his work, like his company owns it. So uh-huh. he's able to take these short flights like from here to Indy or from mm-hmm. here to Chicago or wherever. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, I think. Would be he'll fun. go down to Florida. They got a house down in Florida. <laughs> okay. So they'll make a couple of stops along the way. Mm-hmm. Can't you just go to like Chicago for a pizza and come back home that day? Yeah, that's listen, what you would do, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Joel Joel Sokowitz was my program director at Hot ninety seven in New York when I worked there, and he literally flew a private plane to Sacramento to interview me for the job. Wow! Flew into Sacramento Executive Airport, and then when we when I got the job, he would live in New York. He would like take his plane and go get a cheesesteak sandwich in Philadelphia 
or he'd be like, let's go to Boston and get some pizza. But he also had that kind of money. Yeah, that's the other thing. You got, I feel like you got to be wealthy to be able to. It's expensive. It's expensive. It is a, the, I I mean, the lessons are expensive enough. And then unless you're. I had a friend that had a plane and yeah, it, it was just. We have crazy a, money. The one of the little airports out right by us, the Cincinnati State Airport. It's right next to the Harrison High School. Yeah. And it's right there. And these little planes fly over our house all the time. Right. And I feel like we're really pushing that on our daughter because we're like, oh, you could go get your pilot's license and fly mommy and daddy around. So she's really been into like noticing airplanes because of us pushing it on her. So maybe if she gets her pilot license, we can fly fly you somewhere. I, sure. I'll tell you what, though. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. And I suppose if I just, you know, had a bottomless wallet. Yeah. It's expensive. I'd reconsider, but. How much do you have to pay per hour? Isn't that what it is? Like you have to pay per hour? Flight hours. Because you have to log all of, you have to do the school part of it where you learn how to work everything, but then you have to have so many hours. You get to log a certain amount of hours and they're expensive. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I don't remember what it was. I just remember it was more than I wanted to pay at the time. But I remember you took one. You took one of those lessons, didn't you? With For, you. Right. Well, I just did the discovery flight with you. We skipped But, but wasn't that fun? I it mean, was so fun. You got to control the plane. I mean, they literally, yeah. they give you the stick. They do the takeoff and landing, but you basically, you know, you pull up. Yeah, well, we left, left out of right. we You're left out of control. Lunkin, and then we flew like from Lunkin, like out and around, like up to Kings Island. You could look down and see Kings Island. And didn't we do a touch and go at the Blue Ash Airport at that time? I think yes. I think we went and we landed, and then came right back up. And then we flew like over downtown. You could see inside all the stadiums and do all these pictures and stuff. And then you land it. You use all your feet and your hands. We kind of skipped the school part a little bit because I was like, I don't, I'm probably never going to do this ever again. Right. I just want to go up and f- like, see, you know, see stuff. And it's funny because when you're up there, you kind of forget that you are in control because you're like, oh, look, look down there. There's blah, blah, blah. There's blah, blah, blah. You know, you're looking at everything and you're yeah. like, oh, God, I'm flying. I think I would have a completely different experience. You of would. That. It's very small inside. I would be claustrophobic, terrified, and I know better than to even. <laughs> even give it a try so i've been told and i don't know if this is true but Mm -hmm. i've been told that for people who are nervous about flying that the best way to get over it is to actually take one of those discovery flights because when they put you in control of the plane and you feel the way the plane feels and the way it operates that it gives you a sense of control and awareness and safety in a, in a very bizarre, odd way. You would mm. not think so. It sounds counterintuitive, but they say that that experience helps people get over their fear of flying. Mm. Really? Yeah. That is interesting. D- don't know if it's true. Can't vouch for it, but it's what I've heard. Maybe I should take you out for a discovery flight, Jen. I, you know, I appreciate the offer. <laughs> It's very kind. You know how you are. Like like I know how. I know how Jen is. I know how Jen is in the car. She hates unless she's driving. She ain't happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a yeah. I'm a nervous passenger. It it does seem like I I ride well with my mom, and she's pretty much it. Well, no, I have a friend or two that I would that I ride with. Okay. That that morning we went and hid the uh, the bling in the box, and I drove. Were you just panicking? You are a little bit of a maniac driver, but yeah. I mean, I respect you seemed, that. You seemed fine. I did. I yeah. She was being polite. Yeah. If that was me in the gentle. driver's seat, she would have been bitching the whole way. <laughs> she uh, 
<laughs> but you're right, though. Tim drives like a cab driver. Yeah. Yeah, like you that. like it. I do like it. It's just me. It's fun. Hey, you do. People probably think I drive like a Looney Tune. You tailgate. I, mean, I do not tailgate. That I am not guilty of. I may. We were on the freeway once this. in the right hand lane and she was tailgating. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you just pass them? You're in the right lane. Just pass them. Well, I couldn't because our exit was coming up in about four miles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you drive. I had to drive from here to Kenwood Mall the other day. And there's so much traffic and so Can many um, construction. Like, and I drive on 74, which is always a total bleep show. Like right now, it is just crazy. And I was like, Jen drives this every single day through here. You got to do that contraflow lane by the red. Oh, do you? You've got to. You, oh, if so you I stick didn't over do there the to the right. Flow, that's probably where yes. I messed up. Yeah, get in the left one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. N- noted. Every time. <laughs> So, a 59-year-old guy named Richard Jordal went to a small plane rental shop in Astoria, Oregon on Tuesday and tried to rent a plane. And they told him, no, you cannot rent a plane because you don't have a pilot's license, you idiot. So, he went back later that night, stole the keys to a plane... Flew it anyway, managed to get the thing in the air, ended up crashing it in Olympic National Park. Well, that's not good either. Mm-mm. So I guess he had some flight experience. He knew how to at least do the take, you know, get it going and taxi down the runway and do a takeoff. I didn't know you could fly a plane. Why, yes. Land? No. <laughs> Indiana I know. Jones. Yeah. I, I was kind of grateful that the girl, and I say that it was a girl because she was 16 years old, the girl that took us up in that airplane was 16 because I figured, you know, the odds of her like having a heart attack and slumping over the stick were minimal. <laughs> because, I mean, you if that happened, that happen. I, I, don't know, know, right? I don't know how to land the plane. Right, because there isn't a co pilot. You know? But you I, I can a, bank left, I can bank right. That's do about you have it. You a little mouth, mouthpiece, though, do the, that you could talk to someone else? Yeah, I'd be like, mayday, mayday, mayday. <laughs> Somebody needs to walk me through this. I don't know where I am. Yeah. Navy rescue crews found him about 12 hours later. He was rushed to the hospital in critical condition. Dang. Yeah. If he just had his pilot's license. He knew what he was doing. Then they would have let him rent the plane. By the way, if you've ever been annoyed by the number of robocalls you get, they have been on a soaring, crazy yeah. town streak on my phone the last week. I got eight yesterday. Did you? Eight. Wow. I've even picked them up before. Just finally, I'm like, I just got to know who is this? Hello? And right? if there's like a and three second nothing. pause before Greg comes on and goes, hey, is this <laughs> Timothy? I haven't even been getting Click. Greg. I mean, I'll pick it up and there's just nothing there. And then they hang up on me. Ooh, that's weird. Maybe they're calling to verify it, like there's an actual person there. Now you're on a new list. Now I'm, yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah, true. No, I don't know now. Yeah, I haven't gotten any uh, threatening voicemails in a while from the IRS saying that they're going to. If you don't give me your social security number. They're going to send me to jail. (laughs) The new voicemail that I've been getting is the one where it's like, if you want to add yourself to the do not call list, please call us back at this number. 
And I'm like, isn't that just verifying that I am a real person with a working phone number for them to like sell and spread across the world again? It yeah. feels like it. Mm-hmm. I keep getting the your auto warranty is up. You should renew it. Oh, because you got a car. Well, I don't. I don't have an auto warranty, so mm. couldn't have mm. had one to renew. Hmm. Bye. True. Anyway, um, if you've ever been annoyed by the number of robocalls you've been getting, this is for you. It's five surprising facts. Five surprising facts that I hope you find interesting about spam calls, because it turns out that spam calls are not getting worse. Contrary to what you may think, a new study out of North Carolina State University has found that the number of robocalls we get are basically the same from month to month. Even though it feels like the problem is getting worse, it's actually not. Well, that's good, I suppose. Here is the other thing. Part of the reason I don't answer spam calls or answer the phone when I don't recognize the number is because I just I don't want to encourage them to call me. You know, I feel like once I pick up, you know, then they know I'm this is an active line. Right. (laughs) But according to the study, answering spam calls or talking with telemarketers will not make you get more of them. No, the authors of the study found that answering robocalls or engaging with telemarketers has no impact on the number of calls you receive in the future. Huh. Well, that's good to know, too. Here's another interesting fact about robocalls. Uh, The majority of robocalls don't contain a recorded message. About 62% of the unsolicited calls in the study included no audio at all. In fact, some people get so many unsolicited calls, it makes their phone unusable. The researchers have found that there have been instances of people receiving hundreds of back-to-back calls a day, which wow. can make their phone unusable for multiple days. And that they would say, lose my mind. Yeah, they say it happens when a spam caller uses a fake phone number, and that phone number actually belongs to someone. And then the robo the robocaller makes thousands of calls using that number and tons of people see it on their missed call list and call it back. Uh, mm. So maybe they're using your phone number, Jen. Maybe. And the people who are calling you are trying to see who it was that tried to call them, thinking that you tried to call oh, them. That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, and here's the other thing. The other interesting factoid about robocalls, it might be impacting the pandemic. The researchers say that healthcare workers and contact tracers have been calling from phone numbers that people don't recognize. And since we're already wary about answering unknown calls these days, it's made it more difficult for people from the Department of Health or healthcare workers to do their job. Thanks right. for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.